Recovery Radio, KMP3, Thousand Oaks. Book at Gmail. You can follow me on Instagram at sarcastic.aa.book. As always, so glad you're here with me. Don't know if your day is just getting started or it's just winding down or it's somewhere right in the middle. But here we are. Here right now. Grateful I have no desire to drink today. Today is episode 201. So we're going to have a celebration. Just kidding. That was fun. Having that party. Kind of hung over from that party I had on here last time. It's great. Have to have another party on here. And um, talk to some of those other people. There's some so much great recovery out there. Attractive, real sobriety, meaning that they're not. It's not a facade. They're not faking it. They're really. I just spent the morning with Ladon and. My godsons and her husband and Kyle and his wife and his son. And, um, it, you know, there's not... What you hear on the show is not a version of them. It's who they are and how they are. And I spent the whole morning with them. And we had a blast. We just all had a blast. And real life's going on for everybody. All the time. That's not what it is. It's just they have a real clear understanding of what the problem is and what the solution is. And they use the tools that are given to us in the book Alcoholics Anonymous. And they use them throughout the day. When you do that, you live in a new and wonderful world no matter what your present circumstances says on page 100, and that's true. And if you're going through trauma or grief, 
sad, all these different things, that's, you know, you can, I was talking to Twin, one of the people I called on Friday, I was talking about this, and how you can be grateful and sad at the same time. You can be a lot of things simultaneously. I've talked about that recently. I used to think that you couldn't feel anything other than great all the time. And it's not what I mean when I say these people are happy, joyous, and free and sober. I don't mean they don't get sad and have feelings. And Their feet are fam- firmly planted on earth. So, I want to read an amazing email I got before I get into it today. As always, I just want to read part of this email. It's a long email and it's beautiful. It's from Noah. Just wanted to say thank you. My two-year wedding anniversary is Tuesday, and my wife just told me that the my wife just told me last week that the past three weeks have been the best of our entire marriage. I know that's not me because our therapist asked me what I was doing differently, and I didn't have an answer. All I could say was that I was considering whether an action was selfish or not and trying to do what I thought God's will would be with no other effort on my part. I'll read that again. His wife said the last three weeks have been the best of their entire marriage. I know it's not me. Because our therapist asked me what I was doing differently, and I didn't have an answer. All I could say was that I was considering whether an action was selfish or not, and trying to do what I thought God's will would be, with no other effort on my part. We complicate this. I certainly did, can, have, but it's just not, it's not more complicated than that to me. I did the steps, one through nine, started to live, 10 through 12, continue to do so, and after that, what I just read was where I wound up and have stayed, in general, fundamentally, since I got that message about 29 years ago. Because what is selfish changes. Your awareness of what is selfish changes, I should say. 
see more and more of it. It unfolds. It's different all the time. But been married for two years, this guy, Noah. And since he's been just asking whether or not an action is selfish or not, and trying to do what he thinks God would have him do, his wife says it's been the best three weeks of our whole marriage. Pretty powerful. Pretty powerful. So, thank you, Noah. I love your whole email. We've been communicating. But I wanted to read that just to share with people the simplicity. In my opinion, any part of this that's complicated and difficult is complicated and difficult because of us. God does not make this complicated and difficult. We make it complicated and difficult. Yeah, it's a simple pro- program for complicated people. Everybody's complicated, or not really. Everybody. <laughs> I should say, I don't believe that everybody's that complicated. It's pretty simple. I used to think I was very complicated. You don't understand. My situation is very, very complicated. I'll call my sponsor. This is, you have to hear this. This is very complex. Let me tell you the whole story because this is very complex. Now I can ballpark what he was thinking because when I hear somebody say that, I'm like, it's really not complex. Nothing's that really complex. (laughs) I don't think. I think it, comes down to what Noah said. Anyways, today I'm going to read something and talk about it. I'm going to talk about so many things I want to talk about. All right. Some Emmett Fox around the year. It's from June 12th. Use what you have. Many people say to me, I want to get on faster. I want more understanding. And as a rule, they go on and ask for a list of books to read or some advanced course that they can take. This attitude is quite mistaken. Why is it mistaken? Because it implies that spiritual advancement is a question of intellectual activity, of a mere accretion of knowledge. That is true in the study of mathematics or of physics or chemistry, but is not true in metaphysics. Spiritual growth comes from putting into practice the knowledge we already possess. Instead of reading another book, read your favorite book once more and apply it more carefully than ever in your practical life. Metaphysics, like music, is both a science and an art. In metaphysics, it is absolutely true that you learn by doing. 
think I got to read something else. Oh, you think of that. Isn't that, I think that's amazing. You have right now what you need right now. Use what you know right now better than you ever have. Put it into practice right now. Forget trying to learn more. Practice what you have learned right now. That is incredible. Um, that's an incredible thing to know. Really beautifully put. You should write books. I'm going to read June 13th. Use that broom. And then I'm going to, and then, and then I'm going to talk about this as it relates to 12 Steps. Use that broom. A good housekeeper sees to it that the dust and dirt do not accumulate in nooks and corners on the shelves. Periodically, the house is gone over and given a thorough cleaning. Too often in our spiritual lives, we allow negative things to accumulate in the corners of our minds. We tackle the obvious problems as they come along, but allow the small difficulties to pile up in the corners. For instance, if we are faced with a problem of health or finance, we get to work on that immediately. But if, on the other hand, someone has injured us, instead of handling that incident spiritually at that time, we tuck it away and perhaps pack a little resentment along with it. Such problems should be dealt with as they arise. If someone has injured you, forgive them now and be done with it. Take care of the other difficulties in like manner. Be a good housekeeper. Clean out every nook and corner, and God will make you worthy of greater accomplishments in the future. It makes me think of the tools that are given to us as a way of life in step four. When a person offends us, we said to ourselves, this person is spiritually sick. They're playing God or whatever. They're, they have character defects and they operate on fear and they're, they have, you know, they're spiritually sick exactly like me. How can I best serve God? Thy will be done. Help me change my thoughts about them right now, right now, so that I can change my behavior towards them, minimally my thinking towards them right now. It's what I just read is the primary reason pray for someone has never worked for me because I'm not dealing with it in real time. You can have your own take on that. You can have a completely different experience with that. A lot of people do, but for me, that never worked like the tool that is there with my understanding of it that I have now has worked for me. It's not very often that I have to do a written inventory anymore. Sometimes I do. Absolutely. But comparatively to when I was new, when I was writing inventories a lot, it's pretty infrequently, but I still do it. But part of the reason it's so infrequent now is because it has, all this stuff has become part of how I think and operate throughout the day now from practice from boring, old, unsexy practice. 
the other tool in step four is when when we are afraid, we realize we are afraid because we are playing God. We ask God at once to remove our fear. At once. And direct our attention to what he would have us be. That's very different than if you're afraid, call somebody and talk to them about your fear. Because that's just like watering it. It's just going to grow. It doesn't make it go away. It doesn't help it. It never helped me. But we ask God to remove our fear. Direct our attention to what he would have us be. And at once we start to outgrow fear, it says. And then in sex relations, we subjected each relation to this test. Was it selfish or not? These are all things that happen now. They're all tools that we use right now. Not tomorrow, not at the end of the day, not at the beginning of the day. They're all tools we use to deal with problems spiritually as they arise. Deal with it now. Maybe you're in a sober living or a rehab and if you are, I'll tell you what I always tell people there who are having a hard time. I've done a lot of counseling for people who are in sober living and rehab. <clears throat> Used to do a lot of it. And I would always talk to them about this. They would get mad at somebody or something there. If you really want to use your time wisely... In my experience, deal with this right now, spiritually. Maybe that's why you're here. Usually they would say, oh, really? That's awesome. No, just kidding. Usually they're like, well, you know, but the thing is, which I understand. So those tools that are in step four are so underlooked. I think, so underlooked. To me, that is just so paramount to working the program. They give you a tool to use in real time for the only three things you're ever going to have problems with. Every problem you ever have will involve one or more of those three things. And they give us a tool to use for each one of them right now. I'll read it again. Use that broom. A good housekeeper sees to it that the dust and dirt do not accumulate in nooks and corners on the shelves. Periodically, the house is gone over and given a thorough cleaning. Too often in our spiritual lives, we allow negative things to accumulate in the corners of our minds. We tackle the obvious problems as they come along, but allow the small difficulties to pile up in the corners. For instance, if we're faced with a problem of health or finance, we get to work on that immediately. But if, on the other hand, someone has injured us instead of handling the incident spiritually at that time, we tuck it away. 
and perhaps pack in a little resentment along with it. Such problems should be dealt with as they arise. If someone has injured you, forgive him now and be done with it. Now. Now. Take care of other difficulties in like manner. Be a good housekeeper. Clean out every nook and corner. And God will make you worthy of greater accomplishments in the future. There it is. I'm out of here now. It's really sunny here. And uh, I'm going to do something I've never done today. It's a photo shoot for my male modeling. And um, it's called Volleyballer Magazine. It's about people who just, they're ballers at volleyball. Not with the sport itself, but just how they look playing it. And so they just want to, I'm going to go down to Zuma Beach, which is Southern California. I'm going to head over there and I guess they're just going to, you know, like, um, like a pitching machine, you know, like the, where the ball just come, keeps coming out. I forget what that's good. I don't know. Uh, it's like that with the volleyball. They just have a machine there and they're just going to volleyballs will keep being launched onto the volleyball court in the sand. And I'm just going to, they just want me to keep hitting them and jumping in the air and hitting them and looking sexy. Volleyballer. So, I got to go grease up for that. I want to give a shout out to Happy Joyous and Three on the East and West Coast. Sober Gratitudes podcast. Podcast greater than yourself. And um, special hello to Chelsea. Who's doing pretty good. I just saw her recently. And uh, real quick, in other words, RQ, I just want to say to everyone who needs to hear it, anyone who needs to hear it, that everything is okay. Everything's okay. All right. On that note, I am going to go try to live a life that was worth saving. I hope 